each other because give them ultimate respect behind these streets we know what's going on it's nothing but shit you watch out now Odie, what? What you <laughs> so being good morning happy saturday everyone um yeah i'm gonna speak it into existence real quick and just put it out there because once i say it aloud i have to do it um, be on the lookout for another uh, spinoff of the 360 family where your girl Odie is going to be doing movie reviews. Definitely ping me for any ideas um, for the show's name, but I'm going to definitely be focusing on some sort of media reviews, books, movies, music, stuff like that. So be on the lookout for that coming this week. So let me know what you think. Anyway, I just wanted to talk about people who just be fucking up. Um, because two things kind of like sparked this topic of conversation or like brought this to the forefront for me recently. Uh, last week it was Remy Ma's, um, it was Remy Ma's sister who lives here in Raleigh. She had been arrested, involved in some sort of parking lot shooting. So I have very strong feelings about that. Um, and so two, Columbus Short, he's been like, not blacklisted or blackballed from Hollywood, but definitely um, shunned to a certain extent. Um, we haven't, if you recall, <laughs> we haven't seen him really since Scandal, since he was kicked off the Scandal, um, just because Shonda Rhimes is not about that Scandal life, despite the, the show's title. Um, and so we haven't seen his character on there. Uh, he was actually killed off, and he's no longer on the show. But, um, what recently brought him back to the spotlight was that he has been sent to a year um, in jail for putting hands on his wife. Now, this is basically like the blurb from one of the, the places that I follow, The Shade Room. Um, and it said that he's still technically married to her. He pled no contest in hitting his current wife. Um, and no, this isn't Superhead Corinne Steffens. This is uh, someone else. I think I do remember him dating her, but I don't think he uh, actually married her. Um, and it said that he struck Ida Ibramayan back in November after an argument. Um, he was hit with 36 months on probation and domestic violence education. But because he was already on probation for an incident that went down at a bar in 2014, where he put hands on some, some man there, leaving that man unconscious. So, because of that incident, he violated probation, and now he's going to go to jail for a year. Do you guys think it sounds excessive, or do you think he deserves this shit? Like, I, I don't see the connection, to be honest. Like, 
you fought a guy back in the bar and apparently maybe the guy was the instigator or whatever um and he put his hands on that guy but then you know you're putting hands on your if i don't know like what do you what do you guys think <clears throat> my um uh, uh i guess i'm assuming the courts are looking at it as if he's just openly aggressive and maybe consider him assault prone like he will you know put his hands on just about anybody but me personally i mean the bar fight that happens when people get drunk but putting your hands on your woman i'm not exactly sure what she did i'm not the one to say oh never hit a woman because if a woman hits you first you need to defend yourself but just he just has back-to-back incidents i think he's like I don't know. He has such, like a negative aura around himself, and he didn't used to be like that. I don't. I think it's like a what is it called? Um, bad karma for him. But I don't know where it's stemming from. He just keeps getting into BS, and he keeps getting, you know, ending up in somebody's courtroom. Me personally, um, with the domestic thing, I can't side with him on that at all. That is like, and I, I can understand Hollywood like blackballing him for that. It's been reported that he's put hands on women before. Like, of course, Superhead, but Superhead. Trouble always seems to find her, so I don't know that that's necessary. Like you know, like trouble always finds her. Um, but this is not like his first brush with like domestic violence issues. And Shonda Rhimes is not having it. She said, "You bringing too much shit to the show." Um, you know, I kind of, I really got to respect her for that because my mother loved Columbus Short on that show, and there were a lot of people who were upset. Um. People really loved him on that show. I was like, eh, whatever, you know, I'm okay. Um, I'm not really too fond. Of- yeah, I mean, I didn't really fuck with him, but for some reason, the aura of the show changed, and I stopped. I actually stopped watching maybe three episodes after he I left. I did too. I did too because I loved his character. Um, and when they mm. killed him off, because I read the book, it didn't make sense to me because in the book, he ends up being her little brother that she didn't know it was her brother or something like that. Damn. I felt I felt like they were going to keep going with the storyline, but when they killed him off, I was like, are you mm-hmm. serious? Then when I figured out why, I was like, what? Come on, come on, Columbus, are you serious? So I was, yeah, if you read the books, the books are 30,000 times better than Scandal. And like Blue said, I stopped watching around that time too. Interesting. Well, I don't know. Well, I do want to ask you guys to do a quick poll, uh, just because the Grammy Ma sister falls into our whole kind of realm for a second, just like doing shit for him. You know, with Remy Ma, how do you feel Remy Ma cutting her off? So, as I mentioned, there was a shooting like last week sometime. Let me actually pull it up, guys. That whole family was gun happy, yo. They they must have made a a crazy gun happy clan back in the day. It's plenty shooting motherfuckers. It's the sister shooting somebody else. We don't even have lady shooters out here in Raleigh like that. What are they doing? Was Remy Ma like was Remy in jail for assault or was she in jail for somebody? She shot her homegirl for trying to steal five thousand dollars out her purse. Mm, that's what the backstory was. in her purse. <laughs> It was a show. It was after money show. You know, sometimes they give us uh, cash to get cash at the door. You know what I'm saying? I got you. I got you. 
All right, so this is a story on that, uh, on the sister. So the sister of Grammy-nominated rapper Remy Ma was arrested last week in connection with a shooting that injured one woman. I want to stop right there because my problem with this opening statement is, <laughs> like, nobody would know this woman if it wasn't for her Grammy-nominated sister. So, like, you're already, like, dragging my name down. Like, if somebody Googles my name, this shit should not come up. But anyway, it goes on to say rapper sister uh, Ramisha Alasia Blunt, who is 27, allegedly shot a woman in the parking lot at the End Zone Lounge on New Bern Avenue. Jesus Christ, it's right down the street from my house. Oh and my fired God, shots at a crazy. Fired shots at a car occupied by three other women on February 16th. Um, so this is definitely in the hood. Um, I'm not sure where this uh, store that Remy Ma opened up is. I know it's somewhere in Philly. I think it's in North Raleigh, like off the Capitol somewhere. Um, but Remy Ma family has been in Raleigh for some time. I know her mother has a house here. Uh, the sister went to Southeast Raleigh down the, on the other side of down the street from my house. So they definitely have connections here and been here for a while. Um, but the story goes on to say when three women tried to flee the scene and hit Godly, the woman who had been shot. Uh, on Thursday, almost a week since the incident, Godly was listed in air condition at Wheatland in Raleigh. Uh, Blunt was arrested at an apartment complex in She was charged with intent to kill injury, three counts of the weapon with intent to kill, uh, shooting, an unoccup- shooting into an unoccupied vehicle and discharging So, Oh my gosh. All right. So, again, Remy Ma opened a store here in Raleigh. I'm sure her sister has probably been tied or asked. Uh, yeah. I'm sure her sister has been tied to or to run the store. Yet, I don't know. Like, she has all these opportunities and she out here doing dumb shit. And it's like, when do you cut your family off? Are you are you trying to give them second chances? Uh, what do you guys think? I, I, I look at it like this. You know, if you look at Remy Ma's discography, she has one album, okay? She's got a double platinum single for uh, All The Way Up, and then she's got uh, a gold single. I guess she was part of uh, on that whole thing with Lean Back, I guess, with Fat Joe and all them. So, yeah. I mean, I don't, I mean, and she's got like a whole shitload of mixtapes, but my thing is this, you know, music careers are not supposed to be, they could either be flashed in the pan, like Wright said, Fred, you just come out and you just have I'm too sexy and you vanish, or you could try and make something out of it, you know, try and get on, be on as long as you can. The thing is, if you have family that is screwing up, right, and dragging you down, you know, there's got to be a point in time where you just got to say, you know what? That's it. It's done. You know, you're on your own. Because My mama obviously, always said, obviously the, 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 the people who are doing it talk about like Remy Ma said, she ain't thinking about Remy Ma. She's thinking about herself. There you go. You know? My, my mama always said, don't even mix with family when it comes to your business endeavors, because if they mess up, you know what I'm saying? It's going to be hard, you know, to separate yourself from them. And 10, nine times out of 10, 
they're going to tank the game anyway, you know what I'm saying? And then yeah. let's say I have a rift, this, the flowability of that business endeavor is going to be in jeopardy. So I'm like, nah. And then her sister probably mad young in the head anyway. Plus, she know her sister be wilding like that. Plus, she know people going to be testing her because she out in these streets trying to do good. Why would you? I know this. This is a real fact. When I carried a gun, I always stayed in some shit. When I stopped carrying a gun, I wasn't in hardly any shit. Yeah. Mm. Um, Damn. That one. Yeah. That part. I, that, that part. That whole part. <laughs> um, as yeah. far as I'm um, dealing with family, when Remy Moss, whoever she's supposed to be, I mean, she's a decent rapper to me. I, I'm not a huge fan. Well, I know how many mixtapes and albums she has. I think she had one that particularly went platinum or something like that. But anyway... When it comes down to being a celebrity, period, and being a figure, you know, in the public, a public figure, no matter who you are, when you have family that's out here just showing their ass, you know, I think it, you have to cut ties somewhere. Now, Remy Ma doesn't have the cleanest record in the world. You know, she's been through stuff. She served time in jail and all that good stuff. But at the same time, she, she came out and she, she tried to do better and she's doing better. So, yeah, you have to cut family ties. Now, I ain't nobody, but I know one thing. When I'm, as, as I'm trying to build my career, build my business and all these other things, if my family is out here just showing their ass and doing whatever they want to do and peer embarrassment, they could come back on you later when it comes down to people wanting to work with you and everything else. Yeah, I'm going to back off from them. Absolutely, because guess what? My life, my career, my money, and my kids means the most to me. So for her and the stuff her sibling is doing, she, I think she should definitely, you know, you got to know when to say when. I, 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 I look at it like this. Everybody. You know, oh, uh, g- go ahead. I agree with everybody. The reason why I'm here to say that my father said, don't play with grown folks. The reason why I say that is because if somebody wants to sit here and tarnish everything like Mercedes said, I've got to kick that butt to the curb. That's that family or friend. If you surround your circle, if your circle is, if you got one person in your circle that's jacking up, then you need to get rid of that person. Go around like-minded people, cause you, if you don't got a joker that's sitting there doing crazy stuff in the street, nah, that joker gotta go. Family or friends, kick that butt to the curb. Exactly. I mean, it's like one of those things where, like, my life is not going to be, you know, determined, or my outcome of my own life is not going to be determined by your stupid assness. It's not just not gonna happen. Absolutely not. I don't put no one puts that much, you know, hard work into their own life for a family member's actions to, you know, determine. And that goes for my kids too. Let them get grown and be stupid. And I, I don't like I said, I don't know who I'm gonna become. I don't know where I'm going. But if I become anybody, and if anybody, any public figure, anybody, period, you're not gonna ruin who I am because you want to do what you want to do. Right? Right now, my kids are little, but they become grown and out here doing all kind of stuff. Hey, you know what? I love you. I'm still your mama. But I'm not going to be, you know, in the crap that you do out in the public. It's not, it's not, it's not a part of my life. That's your decision. All right, Joe Jackson, watch out now. <laughs> I, 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 I look at it like this. I don't beat him. <laughs> um, pro football player Aaron Rodgers. People were getting mad at him because he doesn't speak to his family, you know. But no one ever mm. asked why, you know. Mm. No one ever asked why Aaron Rodgers doesn't talk to his family like that. You know, I, I look at it like this. Uh, you can choose your family because I have friends who I grew up with. I consider them to be my family. You just can't choose your relatives. But just because someone's related yeah. to you doesn't exactly mean that uh, you have to always 
stick with them to the end if they're not doing what they're supposed to be doing. They're toxic. It makes yeah. it harder, exactly. but it can be done, you know. I mean, blood don't always make you family. I'm gonna tell you that right now. So somebody, I feel like there's a basketball player. Um, what's his name? Chris, I think it was Chris Bosh. It's somebody, and um, he's in the NBA. His mom was doing some awful gazy shit. Uh, and I think she was involved in some sort of like scandal where she was doing like some sort of fraud. Um, Chris Bosch. Chris Bosch. It is Chris Bosch. Yeah. Chris Bosch. His, yeah. His mom was doing some old scandalous shit in the house that he paid for. And he basically just set her up and just let her sit wherever she, wherever they were from. I think it's like Jersey. And just let her sit up in the house that he paid for. Um, but she still managed to fuck it up. I'm like, Sis, all you gotta do is mind your business. <laughs> all you gotta do, and like he's like, also, Mama, I love you, but like I don't fuck with you. And I, I could imagine how painful that is, especially your mother. I don't have like I do have a you know a couple of brothers, but like we didn't grow up in the same household, so I don't really see it being as difficult to be like, okay, bye. But when you got the same mama the same daddy or like y'all live y'all have lived under the same roof growing up together I can see that being a really difficult decision to make but I would not judge Remy Ma if she were to like cut off support you know but then I don't know maybe she'll look at it a different way just because she's been on that side of things too making dumb decisions and knows that she's gotten a second chance so It'll be interesting to and see maybe what, it she, wasn't what comes out of this. Maybe it was a life or death situation where she had to protect herself and put out them bang bangs. I mean, I don't know the details. I just know the little blurb I've seen on the tweet. And I right. was like, this dumb bitch. You know what I'm saying? She's fucking up shit. A business that doesn't have a franchise attached to it is almost doomed to fail anyway without proper support. And any scandal could unsettle it. Businesses like that are doomed to fail within the first year. Boom. What are you doing, mm. bitch? You know what I'm saying? Mm. Well, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Time will tell on this one. So that's all I got for you guys today. Keeping it short and sweet. Um, I, I, I'll put it like this. I, we're gonna do our, we're gonna do our sloppy segue here. <laughs> but um, you guys all know about the shooting that happened in uh in Parkland, Florida, a couple weeks back. Right, and all the backlash that has gone on because of it, and I'll talk about that in depth on uh, on Monday on politics because there there is a lot to unpack here. But there is one thing that I I, I noticed, you know, uh, the Florida legislature, the Republicans that is, because the Democrats in Florida are trying to do the right thing, but they of course are not the majority in in the Florida legislature. It's the Republicans, and the Republicans, as of right now, are pretty much a wholly owned subsidiary of the NRA. So after the shooting that happened in Florida, you know, a bill came to the floor to ban assault weapons, right? Now you figure back in 86, they banned uh, machine guns and fully automatic weapons, right? But somehow, some way, and I'm still trying to figure out how this happened, semi-automatic weapons stayed on the table because they somehow got classified as long guns because in some states, well, most states, you are allowed to open carry long guns. It just depends on uh, to what degree. Like we, we spoke about it last week on politics. Like some states, you can open carry long guns without a permit. 
or you can open carry long guns, but you have to actually have a permit. It's a it's a complex issue and it goes from state to state. But one of the big loopholes was that to buy a, a handgun, you have to be 21 years old to buy a handgun. But you could buy an even more dangerous gun at 18, and you could just walk in any sporting goods store with a valid driver's license and buy one. That's one of the big things. So you figure, okay, well, this is going to be Florida's chance to get ahead of the curve and ban assault weapons. They did not. So not only did the House and the Senate in Florida reject an order, uh, a bill to ban assault weapons, they actually made another law, which is, uh, I want to say it passed the House and not the Senate, yet it's on its way to becoming a law where they are now going to arm teachers. So 10 teachers in every school are going to be trained as marshals. So they'll actually be part of law enforcement and they'll be allowed, they're going to train them, you know, they're going to screen them, drug test them, and then they're going to be allowed to carry guns in the school. Did anybody ask the teachers what they thought it is? No. No. They just went ahead and got to commence the lawmaking. Like, what the entire fuck? I, I put it like this. I'm a big fan of The Simpsons. I've been watching them for 30 years. And it reminded me of an episode. I know it's not the same thing, but bear with me. Pun intended. They had an episode where a bear wandered into town, right? It was just, you know, just, it didn't hurt anybody. It was just walking around and it was, it was just being a bear, just wandered into town. So the people were so scared of the bear that they were at the, the mayor's office. They're like, you got to do something about the bear, right? So they made a bear patrol. So they had vans running around looking for bears. They had uh, satellites. They had jet planes flying over looking for bears. And then they showed Homer Simpson a couple weeks later. Like, oh, I feel so safe now. We had the bear patrol. Oh, it's his paycheck. His paycheck is lighter. Like, what happened to my paycheck? Oh, well, we got to have tax for the bear patrol. So now people are mad at the bear patrol because it costs taxes. The reason why I bring that up is because this proposal that they're putting up is going to cost $67 million. So where did the Florida legislature automatically just conjure up $67 million to train 10 teachers per school? And Florida is one of the bigger states in the union as far as population goes. Mm-hmm. You figure Texas has... Robin Peter to pay Paul. Yeah. Texas has 1,200... Well, I'll get into Texas in a second, but you figure 10 teachers per school, Right. They're going to have to get over 100 hours of training, which is going to take away from their schoolwork. Because teachers are already bringing work home every night and on the weekends to do. So then they got to find time to take all this training. To, and then what are they going to get for it? A $500 stipend. And then that stipend, depending on the final bill, will probably be used so they could buy a gun. So number one, yep. you have the drug testing, which is going to be whoever does the drug testing that's going to be money for them the gun manufacturers are going to get that money because that stipend is going to go toward buying guns whether it comes from the government or whether it comes from their pockets right it's absolutely ridiculous and i'm going to get into that more on monday but what i want to talk about with the panel today was there was one thing in this bill and this is the house version of the bill i didn't have a copy of the senate version yet but they talked about uh certain provisions that are going to go into place. And I want to find out your opinions and see if you think this is something that's really going to help or if it's just a, a placebo in order to uh, 
calm down the liberals <laughs> in, in, in light of this whole glaring ridiculousness of arming teachers in schools. So they had, uh, what was it, one, two, three, four, five things that go into this bill, right, along with allowing teachers to, to carry guns in schools. So number one is they want to increase the minimum age of purchase for a firearm from 18 to 21. So this is all firearms, right? So this includes, of course, long guns and uh, assault weapons. Uh, but the exceptions would be if you're active military, law enforcement, or uh, a corrections officer. Now, I, I will say this. I'm not, a, I'm not a tough guy like that, you know? Man, maybe in my younger days I thought I was, but I'm not like a tough guy. I, I don't walk around, you know, trying to bully people like that. But if I was in prison, even in the shape I'm in now, and I saw a 19-year-old corrections officer fucking his ass up just because he's 19 years old and a corrections officer. So I don't know how corrections officers got into that equation, but do you think that uh, raising the gun age, I mean, it helped in this, it would have helped in this case because he tried to buy a handgun, the shooter, and he got rejected because, of course, he was too young. But he was able to buy a long gun. So I'll, I'll open it up and, and we'll start with Odie on this. Um, do you think that raising the age is going to help overall in this whole uh, gun safety issue? I mean, considering that considering that a lot of the school shootings are happening by the students, yeah, I do think it will help. It, it certainly can't hurt. I think it is going to be, um, to a certain degree, trial and error. You're going to have to try some shit, but you have to do something mm-hmm. to get some sort of changes right now. Um, I think raising the age limit is a good idea. All right, all right, all right. And I think that raising the age limit is a great idea. But I also think that people need to be mandated to secure their guns with gun locks, different gun locks that their children cannot access because... There's no reason why an AR-15 should just be laying around without a gun a gun lock that you could just go out and blast 47 people or whatever. But I think the most disturbing thing you indicated was about arming 10 teachers per school. I know to this day, I promise you, when I went to Garrett High School in Charleston, South Carolina, that mm. if they had those guns then, I would not be on this podcast today. I know this to be a fact. As much shit yeah. as I was into, as bad as I was. I mean, I wasn't even really bad, but I had a mouth on me. I was, I was a, a mad shit talker, as you probably could already tell. Um, <laughs> and teachers, they loved me, but they, some of them just really hated me. And I actually, we, I had a, a physical fight with a teacher. So I'm thinking, with this 10 teacher rule, well, knowing that, you know, that what he might, that particular teacher would have been, because he was a Marine, or a former Marine probably would have been one of the teachers selected to have it. He would have put a, a hole in my chest because I'm sure they're not going to teach them to aim to injure like their arm or their leg. They're probably teaching headshots, body shots, where the you know where the biggest mass is, which is easier to shoot. As Van could um, um, testify, as his military experiences indicate to them, you know you shoot body mass as a more accurate shot. As headshots are not are, are not going to be as accurate, limbs are not going to be as accurate. So we were just and we're, we're going to see a high focus on dead African American males. Yep. Exactly. Uh, or Haitian Americans like Charles and I. <laughs> <laughs> Mercedes, what do you think? 
Well, first of all, uh, when it comes down to, I guess, gun regulations and everything else, I mean, I have I have quite a few myself, but I've never really thought too much into it. And, you know, of course, I have my CWPs and I do everything that I'm supposed to do. But a lot of regulations are put into place in this country because of things that um, our fair-skinned brethren, you know, do. Because, I mean, where did all these, go? like, okay, as far as, I guess, black people killing each other in the hood or whatever, they didn't try to regulate guns so harsh at that point because I guess they don't give a damn about us killing each other. A lot of these, you know, white boys, when they go into the schools and shoot, they're shooting their, their own kind. They're shooting other white people. So um, this is the regulation, I guess, to save the population. I don't know, but they don't care as much when we do it. So me personally, um, I'm all for whatever they decide to do. I think he just signed a, uh, something about, you know, overturning, I guess, where Obama had it, where they had to have, like, a, a mental check and all that other kind of stuff. I don't know what, what Trump did. I don't well, take him in there. To, 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 to clarify real quick before you continue, the, it was actually Obama's uh, executive order, which never got a chance to go into force because of Trump. Okay. was basically to expand background checks. So if you're, uh, in other words, if you're thing, claiming right? checks for uh, any sort of uh, thing for a mental disability, it would show up on background checks. And then it would be so, it would that's a good thing, right? to get a gun. Yeah, that would have been a really good thing. Because then this way, if you do have mental issues, uh, you wouldn't be allowed to buy a gun. And, that was, is... that, and that, that was repealed by Trump. Okay, so, well, dang. Okay, so, yeah, um, I'm all for, like I said, gun regulation and making sure the guns don't fall into the wrong hands. In fact, that would have been very much ideal to do extensive background and mental checks on people. I mean, if someone's been checking the Marshall Pickens or, you know, the mental hospital up here like a hundred times, of course, you don't want to put a gun in his or her hand because you don't know what they're capable of at that point. You don't know that they'll utilize it even if they use it just to kill themselves. That's just like some kid... Uh, walked into a school or whatever uh, just like yesterday and it was in a it was a middle school had intentions of killing other students but ended up killing themselves like i don't know i don't know just the whole guns just scare me and as many as i have i still couldn't even fathom using them for anything else other than to protect my family my household my body and my car and myself when i'm out in public i don't know i just guns and the topic is pretty cringy to me but I mean you gotta stop these these boys from getting guns you know to, to again killing masses they're killing in masses two black people shooting at each other in the hood is one thing but these boys are killing a whole population of a school and that's not okay they're killing so, people like a dozen at a time pretty much yeah, yeah. That's, that's yeah they're popping them off quick like what was the last one 17 18 people that's that's not okay that's that's beyond a mental problem. I can't even. I can't yeah. even put. Yeah, touch what I want to say or you know, put put it into words. What I'm trying to say. And again, again, the government wants to regulate everything. Once these white boys start killing other white people, but when we shooting each other in the hood, one or two at a time, they ain't got nothing to say about it. They'll they'll say, oh, oh, but but then they'll put metal detectors in our schools and like the inner cities and stuff like that. I don't know. It's just ugh, it's a itchy topic for me. I just they just need to handle it and make sure them boys don't get them guns anymore. And if, if they're getting it from their parents or stealing their parents' guns, if it's ever come to that in any of those cases, they need to regulate the parents as well. They need to go to jail as well. They need to be reprimanded as well. So well, put it, well, put it, it like this. I, I feel. Hold on, let me say a point before I forget because I've been smoking all night. Um, I feel that um, if 
they, a, a lot less money could be spent on just modifying schools. Schools here in um, Durham, Raleigh, there um, you have to be buzzed in in order to enter the school. It's like a magnetic lock system. I don't know what the modification costs, but it sounds like it's a lot less parallel than somebody just barging into a school all willy nilly and saying, "I'm Rambo, yeah, buddy, yeah." <laughs> um, and, and, and before I turn over to Van, I, I just wanted to clarify one thing for you, uh, Mercedes. We talk about the parents being uh, held accountable as well. If uh, in Japan, if you, if anybody in your family that lives in your household has a history of mental illness, you were not allowed to own a gun. So, That's like for good. instance, the, the shooting that that happened in Newtown, if if we were under Japan's laws. That woman would not have been able to own guns because she had a son in the household who had mental issues. So that that that's also something that's also something to consider. But I don't know if that'll fly in America. Van, before we move on, Van, what are your thoughts? Oh, I think we might have lost him. Yep, I think we lost okay. him. Still. Um, All right, I feel yeah. like I'm Van. Yeah, I'm Van. Hey, and what I think is. Not a <laughs> <laughs> um, for in the interest of time, we're going to mash these last two up. There's actually four, but we're going to mash them up. Uh, the bill also has a three-day waiting period on all firearm purchases, or until a background check is complete. And I want to talk about that a little bit. And also a ban on bump stocks. Now, as much as I don't like Diane Feinstein, I know that for years she's been trying to ban to pass a bill in uh, in the Senate to ban bump stocks because bump stocks of course were used in the Vegas shooting to turn a semi-automatic weapon into an automatic weapon and you can find a few videos on YouTube where law enforcement demonstrates the difference between a semi-automatic weapon and then a semi-automatic weapon with a bump stock and how much faster it shoots the three-day waiting period was basically put in place in order to do background checks but now that background checks are almost instantaneous a lot of states uh, still keep the three-day waiting period basically for a cool-down period. You know, some people buy guns when they're angry. I joked about it last week on an episode of Simpsons where Homer went to buy a gun, and he told him the three-day waiting period. He was like, but I'm angry now. <laughs> so a, a lot of states mm-hmm. kept that waiting period for that cool-off period, even though background checks are automatic to keep people from impulsively buying guns to solve their problems. So I'm guessing that by the fact that they want to add that three-day waiting period, uh, the one loophole to it is basically they're saying a three-day waiting period on all firearm purchases or until the background check is complete. They said whichever takes longer. Okay, so okay. And then they said there are also there are a few ex- uh, few exemptions, including for concealed carry permit holders because basically if you have a concealed carry permit you've already gone through the whole process so there would probably be no reason to go through it again you know although things do change but um do you guys think that the three-day waiting period or the bump stock uh ban would actually help in this case I thought it was a two-week waiting period already. I think two weeks is more appropriate, you know what I'm saying? But I want to shoot somebody today. <laughs> oh, fucking well, buddy. Three days ain't shit. Three days, I could still be angry. I could still be up in my feelings. Sloppy segue. Saw Death Wish yesterday. Excellent movie. Bruce Willis did an amazing job. If you have the time or if you have MoviePass, go MoviePass.com where you pay $10 a month and can watch any movie every day of the week, one movie a day, 30 days out the month. 
um, for your $10 um, movie pass. Boom, keep it popping. Moviepass.com. Anyways, that's what I did. I utilized my moviepass.com. Oh, my gosh. Um, you're, so, did, you're so late because I said that that was going to be my first review. Oh. <laughs> Sorry. I missed that. I didn't know you saw it, too. Yeah. Um, anyways, Bruce No, I'm going to the, see it tonight. Bruce Willis is the man. I'm not going to go into details about it. I'm just saying that, you know, regarding this gun issue, that movie... It has a lot of tie-ins into gun issues. I think um, it, you will see a lot of tie-ins and how these laws work and how they should work based on some of the things that happen in this movie. Okay. Okay. And that's Death Wish, starring Bruce Willis, in which I utilize my movie pass from MoviePass.com. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Odie, what do you think? Do you think this, this bump stock and, and the three-day waiting period will actually help in this case? And, and we're talking about we're talking about having these things on a national level. I mean, I know this is just a Florida law, but do you think that these would help on a national level? I definitely think the waiting period will, because I just don't see the harm in waiting. Like, if you want it that bad, it's it's like again, nobody's trying to take the guns away. So all we're trying to do is just make sure that it's not make it harder to get the gun. So, you know, you just have to jump through more hoops. And hopefully in that time, we can see you hoop jump in and prepare accordingly. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as the bump stocks go, I don't know that that will necessarily help. I, I just feel like people are going to modify, make any type of modifications, however they're going to make them. Um, I don't. I don't think that that will help necessarily. I, I kind of agree with you on the bump stocks, only because a bump stock by itself doesn't fire weapons. It's just an attachment right. to your automatic weapon. So by itself, it's yeah, harmless. they're just gonna find another way to modify the gun. Like I don't. I don't know. But I also don't know enough about guns to really know. Like I maybe I that might be something I have to kind of see to understand like a little bit better like oh okay like this will significantly slow it down like I just feel like instead of maybe shooting 17 people maybe you can only shoot 10 in that same amount of time but it's still gonna do a lot of damage I don't know that that would necessarily help and and before we go on I I, want to say with the bump stock issue because I was wondering how these things actually got to be uh, to be sold legally it's because they lied about its use they originally sold bump stock as a attachment to help soldiers who were injured in war be able to fire their guns. So that's how they got it past the ATF. Because normally the ATF would have been like, no, this was not legal because automatic weapons are legal. You know, but because of how the bump stock uh, looks, you know, it's like it, it rests on your shoulder and it basically just used the gun's own recoil to fire bullets faster. But it looks like something that rests on your uh, rest on your shoulder. It look like it looks like it would be something to help you study your gun if you had, you know, issues from an injury. So now if they're legal, they're trying to get them banned. And like I said, Diane Feinstein's been trying for a while now, long before the Vegas shooting. She's been trying to pass bills in order to ban bump stocks for that reason. So that I'll I'll, I'll definitely give her that. So, Mercedes, what do you think? 
I don't know enough about it to really pass my opinion on it. I, like, I would have to do my research to be completely honest with you. Because, I mean, other than safety regulations for, like, you know, carrying and my CWP safety locks and all that stuff, I don't really know much about that part. So I'm sorry. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. Now, this part is a little bit long. I'm just going to read it all together because if I, if I paraphrase it, it may not make sense. So bear with me on this part. Uh, I am at Academy right now about to buy a gun, though, if that helps. <laughs> <laughs> So, <laughs> so this part of the law, uh, Connecticut's involved, and, and, and I'll explain a little bit about that after I read this. Uh, one part of the new law would allow police to petition in court for risk protection orders, which would let authorities restrict firearm possessions for those considered a danger to themselves or others. Such an order could be extended for up to a year. This is similar to what are called red flag laws, which exist in California, Oregon, Indiana, Connecticut, and Washington. And a quick side note, those red flag laws were in place in uh, Connecticut when Newtown happened. It's just that they mentioned that at the time, they just weren't used very much. So they were there, but it didn't help because they were underutilized. Um, and then they said Rhode Island's governor just signed an executive order to implement such a law after the Parkland shooting. Okay? In these situations, a judge can intervene, usually after being alerted by a family member or friend, and temporarily confiscate guns from people who have threatened violence. And the other part to that is uh, provide additional funding for school mental health and counseling programs and other school safety programs, including more support for school resource officers who, as we found out in this Parkland shooting, these school resource officers were, I'm not going to speak for all school resource officers, but the ones in Parkland, totally useless. But at the same time, I don't blame them. And we'll talk about that in a second, but... uh, this is now Trump talked about something a little bit different and you know Trump doesn't really know how to explain things so the way Trump was talking about it in his little bipartisan meeting he was talking like okay well let's let's take the guns first due process later he actually said it like that which angered a whole bunch of his you know a whole bunch of his fans but in this in, in this way that it's explained here and this is thanks to and i will say one thing about vox the this is where i'm getting this article from they run that fine line between hey this is really easy to read and hey i've learned a lot today (laughs) so kudos to vox for making easy to digest and informative articles but um the way it's explained here a judge would have to review it and find a reason to say okay this guy's a a threat to himself and others now we can allow officers to take his guns temporarily not permanently temporarily okay i could kind of get with that so what do you guys think uh do we have Uh, van back yeah van yeah (laughs) (laughs) i I know i know we uh yeah, we missed that on you before, Van. Uh, we lost you for a bit there, so 
I don't know yeah, if I'm talking. Yeah, 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 you did. It's <laughs> not grand. It's not grand. Don't let Blue troll. Don't it's let him troll you. Well, I'm going to pass my pen real quick before I forget because I'm kind of all over the place today. But, um, well, first of all, I feel like there's too much pressure being put on the actual schools themselves and regulating certain things, you know, as far as mental health. When are the, I'm back to the parents. Where are these parents in this, in this process? Um, and yeah, the whole Trump thing, I definitely heard that yesterday, you know, but we'll get back to that in a minute. But, okay, I wake up to my children every day, right? I, I, should, I should pay enough attention to my children to know what's bothering them, what they're doing. And don't get me wrong, we can't, we can't pick up on everything. But there are just some things that you shouldn't miss out on as a parent, and your child's mental health is one of them. It shouldn't, you shouldn't have to wait to get to school for the school counselors to figure out your kid has a fucking problem. You know what I'm saying? So, so why is there so much pressure being put on the schools to regulate so many things that come down to these kids? Where is the foot in the ass of the parents? I'm so confused because I raise my children. My the teachers at the school are not meant to be babysitters to my children or raise my children. I don't get uh, it. I'm so confused. I, I would say yes and no to that because they kind of are babysitters in in a way that it's, it's not they're fair. responsible for your kids while they're in school. But as far as a kid's mental health, yeah, this should be something to supplement. You know, if there are let, let's say there's problems in school that they can't talk about at home. You know, that, yeah, that may be one thing, but, but in this case, right, uh, providing more funding to schools for mental health and counseling programs in the wake of a shooting, to me, I, I will agree with you on this, Mercedes, it's a deflection. It's basically, yeah. they don't want to get to the point where they start banning automatic weapons, so they shift the focus on why didn't school do something, as opposed to why didn't the, J. Anthony Brown had a joke, and it made me laugh in, in light of a tragedy, he's talking about Columbine. And how one of the kids was making the, the bombs that they used in Columbine in their in their house, yeah. and he was just like he was like, how in the hell is this kid gonna make a bomb in his, in his mama's house? He said, I couldn't make a sandwich in my mama's house without her knowing about it. Exactly. So, it, I, I guess every every household is a little bit different, you know. My both my parents at one point, you know, I mean, my mom was a stay-at-home mom for years, so. If something was wrong, she would know about it. But by the time I was in junior high, she started to work. So yeah, maybe at that point, something could slip through the cracks. And then maybe if there's uh, someone at school, maybe they could pick up that slack. Because I mean, a lot of households nowadays are both, uh, both parents work. And maybe Which I, I kids actually had their children at eat at the dinner table with them and had conversations with them and spent quality time with them on their off time or on the weekends and went to church or whatever. They would have these conversations and they would see that something is troubling little Jimmy before Jimmy blow this school the fuck up, homies. You know what I'm saying? West Coast. And, 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 you know, and, and you know how secretive teenagers are, you know? Which Some is, teenagers are very open with their parents that I know. Like, my nephew was is very open with his parents and some teenagers like my uh, my older nephews were not so much <laughs> so it all depends on the kid as well there's a lot of variables in it but this whole thing about uh putting more money into the schools for this sort of thing it's it's the to me it's deflection it's basically that's what i think too yeah I agree, and and well, like I don't know, like for example, this is just a quick little story. But my child got in trouble the other day at school for not sitting down and not listening to the teacher, 
and not doing what he was supposed to do. She sent a note home and he didn't give it to me. <laughs> and this is my five-year-old. <laughs> and I said, oh, you know how to be sneaky. But she emailed me also to let me know the note was coming. So he ne- he didn't know that part. So um, when I, you know, asked him for the note or whatever, you know, I asked him, what have you been doing today? Well, did you have a great day at school? Oh yeah, I was on five stars today. I did awesome. Not telling me that he got put in time out and only got two stars today, you know, and stuff like that. But again, back to the the parent not being the babysitter. I had to sit back and think about what am I missing here? Or, you know, where my kid is misbehaving and not listening to the teacher. What's what's wrong? What what did I do wrong? What did I miss? You didn't beat their ass? I feel like I I worked too much. And I'm just like, I said, out of all my kids, this is the first time I've ever been called to the school for a a note home from the teacher. Out of all my other kids, this is the only one. Now, that he's a baby boy or whatever. I got one more under him, but... So when I started talking to him, yeah, I talked to him at first, and yes, I was his ass. I surely did. And guess what? I went back to the school two days later, and I asked the um, principal to bring him into the office so I could see where he was, him and the teacher. She said, I haven't heard a peep out of him since because my child is not going to come in here and F up everything. And you're not going to call me when I'm working these 300 jobs I got. It's not going to happen. And it's not for you to be the, the babysitter. You're the educator. And he needs to sit down and he needs to shut his mouth and he needs to do what he's supposed to do. And every day since, this has been like a week now, oh, mom, I did great at school, great notes home now. Yeah, I need proof of this because you lied to me last time. I'm not going to, and then on top of that, I'm a single parent. I'm not dealing with stuff like that. You can talk to your kids and communicate with your children and create some type of a relationship so that it doesn't get to the point where these teenage boys are ready to, like, they're, they're, they're incapable of communication at that point. They're not going to tell their parents anything. I'm not about to let my kids get to that point. And let's be realistic. I mean, our kids really don't get to that point as much as they do. There's always some underlying problem. And then you have to also consider some some households don't have both parents anymore. So if I'm working 300 jobs, where's daddy's cushion other than him seeing them every other weekend? You know what I'm saying? So it, it just, every parent is different. And these boys that are shooting up the school, they really need a hug and somebody to communicate with them other than a teacher and a counselor. And it starts at home. Mama and daddy should be those, the ones to do it. With that pop-pop, with that belt. That's right. That's right. That's what did it. That's the magic stick, I'm probably telling you. Oh, yeah. I ain't playing with my kids. I, I will say this, Mercedes. The, the school shooter did get a hug. He got a hug from the cops. They were like, come here. Come here, son. I know you're mad. I know you just yeah, shot 18 and- people. I know you're mad. Come here. Let me, let me give you a hug. Let me make everything okay. About like the Charleston shooter. They wanted to feed him first. When he just killed nine people. Yes, he said, you know, I, can't, I can't talk. You know, somebody oh, actually... Yeah, they uh, was like, thank you for doing our job for you. Let's get to they something called to him, eat, They called him 30 minutes from my house in Shelby, North Carolina. And I was like, you are know, you serious? I, I swear to God, I, I, don't know, I don't know why I made this weird connection. If there was still like a... I know I'm old. If there was still like a beef state Charlie's... In existence, they probably would have taken them there because it's not as expensive as Outback, but it's still steak. So they probably would have just bought them a, a quick steak and just been like, hey, you know. And someone on a on a Facebook thread, and I love when people when they say something stupid, they call other people stupid first because they were talking about, of course, you know, they bought them they bought them Burger King, you know, and they were like, we people are so stupid, can't you see the cops are just trying to gain this trust for a confession? I'm like, he already confessed. And they had him on video. So either these are the dumbest cops in the world or they were just like, you know, giving him a gold star, you know, because there's not a lot of Burger King in prison, you know, so maybe they're giving him his last taste, I guess. I don't know. But I mean, it, it's definitely treated 
a lot differently if you're, you know, when it comes to race. And you figure Tamir Rice, he had a toy gun. That cop shot him in like two seconds. Philando Castile was a legal gun owner. And he was shot. And a teacher. And yes, a teacher. That bullshit, you know what I'm saying? And, and he was shot after telling the cop, you know, I have a, I have a license and I have a, a, a legally owned gun. And the cops hey, still yo, shot think, him in front of his I, girlfriend and his kid. I don't think you they know? really did much about the Philando Castile case because, I mean, it was a brown killing the black. Do you think they really cared? I mean, yeah. he was and, 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 and he the NRA white. was just eerily silent, you know. Yep, and he cried in the courtroom and all this stuff. And I said, to be honest with you, had you been the one in the car, brown guy, and the, a white guy had his gun pointed at you, I mean, you would have got killed too. But he got off so easy because he just, and I'm pretty sure it had a lot to do with the fact that he held a badge. They might have some interconnections there. But no, was, I think it, it had a lot to because, do with Well, uh, you know, I'm not going to say that because there was actually, uh, I, I could find the story in a second, but there was actually a black cop who shot uh i don't know if the guy if the kid who got shot was white or not and if that actually matters in this case i don't think the color of the person who got killed actually mattered because the cops were just horrible and there was two black cops and one and they shot into a, a car and they killed a, a little kid and the, the actual shooter they sentenced him to 40 that. years in prison i remember that and um i was just like damn you know now it wasn't just the sentence. It was the fact that all these other cops who killed all these people, you know, Eric Garner, Tamir Rice, they got off. Even, even with Trayvon Martin, got off scot-free and had their police unions defending them. Yeah. You know, I, 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 know, I know we got off topic here. <laughs> uh, we got Van back on the line. Van, did you want to did you want to say something? I know we missed. I know we missed you a, a bunch here. Yeah, I'm Van. Yeah, we- <laughs> <laughs> cool. Why'd you make him sound like he man? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that wasn't a good one. Let me try again. Yeah, I'm Van. Yeah, Is that better? There it goes. No, now you feel like Mr. Okay. Okay, okay. One more, one more try. One more try. Hey, I'm bad. Yeah. And it gets worse. <laughs> <laughs> you special. I just want to sit on that there. <laughs> All right, one more try. One more try. Because you know I'm trying to be a voice actor. Let me just say, let me see if this is a good voice. <laughs> yeah, I'm bad. Yeah. That's not it. That's even worse. That's even worse. Like every time he does it, it gets like so much more cringy. Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> All right, one more time, one more time, one more time. No, 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 yeah, <laughs> in this case, shut the fuck up, Blue. <laughs> Go ahead, like, your day job. <laughs> all right, all right. Unlike Blue, I carry my gun home. And assault rifles, and, and then I'm I'm still trying to understand what an assault rifle is because I have an automatic weapon, a few of them. But I don't know what an, an assault rifle is. I really don't. Because 
if I shoot somebody and it's an assault weapon, because assault is a, a physical act. So I don't know what that means. But when it comes to people carrying their guns and changing gun laws, I agree with that 100%. I, I 100% agree with people, the NRA changing their laws so somebody can have a mental health assessment, an in-depth 10-year background check, that whole thing. I agree with all that. Teaching them guns, I definitely do not agree with that. There's no way on God's green earth that I want a teacher to have carry a weapon because my son is black and Tommy getting mad at my son and shooting my son, I'm going to shoot that teacher and I'm going to go to jail. Agreed. So I definitely don't agree with that. But the NRA indefinitely needs to change their laws because there's no way that I want a joker who got out of the military is, is, is diagnosed with something that a disorder that'll jack him up and he can't be in public and can't carry a weapon or doesn't have the ability to control himself with his weapon. I don't want somebody out there like that. That's not that's not safe at all. But the teacher thing is, is one of the things that stresses me out the most because of the fact of like teachers being armed and black kids being black and brown kids being in there and Tommy and Nancy getting mad at these kids and not having the ability to control themselves and shoot our kids. I just do not agree with that at all of a teacher being you. armed. And like Blue yeah. said, but here's, here's, here's one of the differences when it comes to cops and military. Uh, if, if we're deployed, we do not shoot to kill, we shoot to disable. As in, they, they train you prior to deployment to change your mindset when it comes to being deployed because it's, it's diplomacy when we're deployed. So we can't shoot to kill. We shoot to disable. Cops take their guns out and shoot to kill. These teachers that they're going to train, they're going to train these teachers to shoot to kill. They're not going to train them to shoot to disable. Shooting somebody to disable them is shooting them in the leg, shooting them in the arm, Shooting them in a non-vital organ or something of the sort as to where they can be, uh, like, put in handcuffs or, or the gun can be taken away or something in that category. But when it comes to, to, to cops, cops in general do not. They all, like, like Blue said, it's always two shots to the chest, one shot to the head. That is what they're trained to do. They are no. trained to shoot to kill only. There is no, there's nothing, there's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. Because I talk to my cousins and they all tell me the same exact thing. When it comes to escalation of force, there is no escalation of force when it comes to the police. When they take their guns out, they shoot to kill and to kill only. So these teachers are going to probably be trained the same exact way. And they do not need to be armed, period. Now, can, can I ask you a question? You mentioned about being deployed. Uh, I want to verify something that I've heard in the past. That uh, a soldier is trained that the only way they pull out their weapon is if they're going to use it. Absolutely. That's 100%. I'm going to use it. But here's, here's another thing. Like I said, there's diplomacy when it comes to us. We don't shoot to kill if we're not being engaged. And if we can save that life, we're going to shoot you to disable you, take you into, take you into custody, and, and, and interrogate you. We want information. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. Because I, I, you know, I always joke about cops. Uh, every cop thinks that they're in a. There was an old movie from back in the seventies called Fort Apache, the Bronx. And it was about, of course, cops in the in, in the Bronx. Day to day, I think Richard Gere was in it. It's an old movie, but that was basically those cops' mentality. It was just like, look, I'm trying to get home to my family, 
So if you are perceived as a threat, we're going to take you out. And I was watching uh, I was watching Blue Bloods. And I remember, I guess maybe I, I got caught up in that whole thing. So there was a, I guess it was, what happened was a clean shoot. At least according to the, the parameters of the show. And then the cop was being brought up, uh, I guess they had to go through an advisory board or something like that. And one of the people on the advisory board asked him, why don't you just shoot the gun out of his hand? And in my mind, I'm like, who is he, Roy Rogers? He's going to shoot the gun out of his hand. Because in this case, the cop was being, uh, I think, I, if I remember correctly, I could be wrong. I may have to pull the episode because it's still on Netflix. But I think uh, it was a situation where they were being shot at. Either they were being shot at or the person had a gun and then wouldn't put it down. So they asked him, why didn't you shoot the gun out of his hands? And I was just like, yeah, because he's, he's not in a rodeo. You know, it's an actual situation here. You know, but it, it's, it's tough because I felt like I was kind of going into that whole thing about, you know, shooting to kill. You know, now if a cop's life is in danger and you have to put someone down and I'm talking about like, danger where that cop could die or civilian could die and a cop has to kill a civilian in that capacity i have nothing to say about that but the amount like like the shooting that happened at that hotel in arizona where that kid was on his knees begging for his life you know obviously unarmed and that cop still shot him with his assault weapon that's a different matter altogether you know the guy in the hotel room or coming down the hotel hallway yeah the one that they were making him crawl on the ground? Yeah, I remember him. And when he went to pull up his pants, the cop shot him? Even though he yeah, was already was... on his flat on his stomach, and you could see that he was wearing sweatpants, and he didn't have a weapon. You know, because yeah, like, they, like, they, like they, Van they said, they trained these cops to kill. So they're going to have killer cops and killer teachers? We, people don't stand a chance. You already live in Florida, so it's already eight. Am I going to be eaten by a python or eaten by an alligator? And now you got to worry about killer cops and killer teachers. Why do people still live in Florida? I don't understand. Like Patton Oswalt said, Florida is basically the state where you go to collect your, to identify your dead daughter's body. The state serves no other purpose. And I have friends who I live love, in Florida. I'm not <laughs> sure if you heard this, this story. I'm not sure if you heard this story, but there was like a, an incident earlier this week where um, this kid brought an, an automatic weapon to school and people brushed it off as oh he didn't mean no harm did you see that no no I didn't see that one okay so I listened to the breakfast club and he gave the gave like the entire staff like donkey because even the police officers in that town in Florida were like oh this is a good kid and I'm sure he wasn't going to do anything and I think they I don't think they yeah I'm going to find it I'm going to find it so when yeah, it comes to people firing guns, it's always absolutely. a judgment, a judgment call. It's always a judgment. The, the person that has the weapon is always a person that can make the decision. If, if you if, if you are completely clear headed while you have your while you have your weapon and your weapon on you, 
it's always a clear-headed decision if you're a clear-headed thinker. If you if your mind is going, oh my God, I'm gonna die, oh, 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 and you fucking sitting there shaking and getting all nervous and not having your, your mind completely clear, and when it comes to a particular situation, you are gonna kill somebody. That's just what it is. If you if, if you can't ha- carry a weapon and be completely confident in the fact that you know how to use your weapon and, and automatically make a clear and clear-cut decision if I'm gonna kill this person or if I'm gonna disable this person, that's just how. That's just that, those are decisions. And, and and if you can't make a clear cut decision when it comes to taking a life or keeping that life alive, then you don't need to carry one. I I, I put it like this, man. They had the uh, I don't think it was it was Virginia Tech. It was one of those college shootings that they had a few years back. There were a couple of uh, students on campus who were carrying weapons. They had concealed carry permits and they were carrying weapons, right? And they were asked why they didn't intervene in the shooting. So basically, they said, hey, listen, uh, we don't know SWAT's, uh, first of all, they were kind of far away, right? They said they didn't know SWAT's, uh, their reaction time. They didn't want to be running around campus waving guns when SWAT shows up on the team, on on the scene, Mm -hmm. because then they're going to get shot. Yep. You know, and that just showed, hey, clear thinking, because a lot of people would just be like, hey, you know, somebody shoot. I got my gun. I'm gonna go handle this. You remember those crazy, that crazy couple from uh, the Bundy Ranch, the ones that killed those cops. Um, a civilian got killed because they basically told, because I think they had, um, they executed him at a Walmart, and they told all the shoppers that they could leave because they were just there for the cops. One of the people had a, uh, and this is the story told by his friend who was there as well. His friend had a gun. So he figured, I'm gonna come around and shoot this guy and be a hero, right? When he could have just left. But he didn't know that the girl that was with him was also armed and was also with him. They didn't know, he didn't know they were a couple. She it was just him. So when he, when he tried to get the drop on the guy, the girl ended up shooting him and killing him. You know, it's like Man, that's wow. like that movie with um, Woody Harrelson. What was that shit? Natural um, Born Killers. Yeah. There you go. So, uh, having a gun just ups your chance of getting shot. <laughs> you know, the easier thing to do would just be to ban assault weapons. And it's funny, Van, you mentioned that uh, the whole thing about assault weapons. I. I'm still trying to find out more information from Monday's show, which uh, you and Mercedes are more than welcome to, to jump in on. But um, supposedly assault rifle and assault weapon supposedly are two different things. And I was like, I always thought it was the same thing. So I'm I got to Google find, that one. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to find out more about that for Monday. But, you know, they, they talk about... Uh, it's multiplying the problem. Arming teachers is multiplying the problem. Because now instead of having less guns, you're having more guns. And all these countries where they have less guns, they have far less gun deaths. You know? And when they say gun deaths, it's just not about people being shot. There's also accidents. There's a lot of gun accidents that involve children. There's a lot of gun accidents that involve shooting your own family members because you thought they were burglars. You know, so it's not about, you know, alluding to Van's point, it's not just about, uh, it's not just about having a gun, it's about being trained to use a gun 
not just knowing how to shoot it and clean it, but knowing in which situation you should pull your gun and not pull your gun. One, one last thing, because I know we're running short on time. There was a story. I think I still have it in my, uh, my Facebook list. There was a cop who was actually fired for not shooting someone. Because the cop, rec- the cop was a former soldier, and he recognized, okay, yeah, this guy has a gun, but he's not looking to shoot anybody. He's just trying to do suicide by cop. I can talk this guy down and save his life. Two other cops came on the scene and ended up shooting the guy, killing him. The cop who was trying to talk him down ended up getting fired because they were saying that by not shooting and killing him, he put the other officers in danger. Situational awareness. Yeah. No logic. Okay. Yeah. So it, it's it's a different set of training between cops and soldiers. I agree with you a thousand percent. Wow. But I, I know we're short on time. Blue, what are your what, what are your final thoughts? Whoa, 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 whoa! I wish you would never ever even said that story. That set me up. So, well, well, where's the union regarding that case? Hello, I mean, what the fuck? That's some bullshit. He did what he was supposed to do and got yeah. fired. That's some bullshit. Yeah, and so that's like, exactly my point. The guy, you know what he's doing now? He and the thing is, it's on his record. You know what that cop is doing now? He's driving trucks because he can't even get another yeah. job as a cop <laughs> because he wouldn't wow. kill somebody on sight. That so, just pissed me off. Wow. I think damn, I posted son, that. I was good Facebook. all up into that story. That story is the one that fucked me up the worst. Damn it, damn it, damn it. <laughs> Cop getting fired for not killing someone. I don't like that bullshit right there, man. I'm pretty Fuck. sure I saved that story, and if not, I know I posted it. So it's it's on my Facebook page. So I don't be on Facebook like that. Fuck Facebook. But <laughs> <laughs> so follow us hey, on the hey, Urban hey. Breakdown on Facebook and like the page. <laughs> and that concludes another episode. And that concludes yeah, pretty much. Take us out. <laughs> <laughs> and that concludes another episode of. 360 degrees with Mercedes, Odie, Van, Murph, and F. Christopher Blue, and always the eclectic one who is in ghost mode, Charles the Saint. <laughs> if you haven't subscribed as of yet, please subscribe to the Urban Breakdown podcast featuring hit shows such as 360 Degrees, Politics, He Said, She Said, and Black Man's Perspective, which has been on hiatus, but we're about to get back in the sack. Watch out, watch out now. Yeah. And today's sponsor, MoviePass, which you can obtain at moviepass.com, where you pay $10 a month and can watch one movie per day using your MoviePass and pay no more than what you initially paid, $10. Get that in conjunction with your um, ASFM, your um, AMC Plus card, and you get a whole net of benefits, $10 a month. That's less than you will pay for one movie at any given time at theaters here in North and South Carolina, even during um, the budget time period. So, hey, be smart or be dumb as hell and keep spending money you ain't got to spend. I know I watch at least four movies a month. I'm saving approximately $44 by paying $10 at MoviePass.com with my MoviePass. Watch out now. Way to promote, yeah. She, she, she look good. That's how she know she did. She a bitch.
cash and confident. She a big girl, but she just a witty ass. She a undercover freak, but she just a witty ass. Them big girls need love too. Them big girls need love too. She a big girl, but she just a witty ass. She a undercover freak, but she just a witty ass. Them big girls need love too. Them big girls need love too. Yeah. <laughs> 